to invite Jesus to our meetings? What would you say? What would you say? Do, do we need to invite him? Invitation for the Holy Spirit to show up is, this, is to be hungry. If you came today, if you're hungry today, and you came here to, to absorb from the word of God, to, to seek him, anyone who seeks him with all their heart, what do they find? They find him. That means we don't have to really invite him to our meetings, do we? By the Holy Spirit, it says if we come hungry, and we put him first, and we seek him with all of our heart, the Bible says that he will be found. So I don't know about you, if you came today excited about knowing about the Lord, getting deeper in your walk, and being the church to those around, but you don't have to, he will be here. And I know about here that's been already with the music and praise, and I don't know about you, but I'm already being moved even beforehand, even in prayer time, we were praying, and I just felt God move in my spirit. It is incredible, isn't it, when God is that kind of God, that he's not a distant God, he's a close God, and he loves you that much, he wants to embrace you. And to show you and lead you. There is discipline in those moments. Have anybody ever been to the woodshed of Jesus? Anybody ever been to the woodshed with Jesus? It's not a pleasant thing, but he does not keep you there. He takes you there to show you, and then he will guide you to a better place with him. I like going. Because I know what the outcome is. It's, it's not fun when the Holy Spirit reveals something in me that I need to change or to cut away. Circumcision is cutting away. And I know that's kind of one of those things we all think, oh... But the Bible talks about it, and it talks about what we need to do in our lives to make ourselves pleasing to him is we must become holy as he is holy. So be with us today, and I, I pray that you're hungry today. I wanted to bring up one more announcement uh, just for those who were able to give last week. We still want to, if we can, raise up money for this man to go to college. And I don't know if anybody's been called into ministry. What you do know is this. When you're called into ministry, there's just... Nothing that brings any contentment or satisfaction until you start making those, those steps forward in his calling. Now, everyone is a minister of the gospel. When you get saved, you're a minister of the gospel. Some will take steps to move into full-time where your career becomes work for the church. And so those times are callings for that. I praise God for those moments because I remember it in my life. It was undeniable. Unfortunately, I came to my wife and I said, honey, I don't know about this. I'm, I think God's called me into ministry. And she says, it's about time. She already knew that. I didn't know that yet. And so some of you may already know that your husband or wife or somebody's called into full-time ministry. Let's make steps towards that. If you have any questions at all about what that might look like for you and your life, come and talk to me. Because I was an engineer first and God said, no more. We're doing this now. And so I went from that to this and i'm telling you once you step into the calling jesus has for your life it's undeniable his calling and so come and talk to me about that this young man was called by the lord to be a pastor he does no money finances this this is in ethiopia but his his family's all around him encouraging him so for his college education to become a pastor is a thousand dollars in his country which is amazing to me because what our country charges for for being a pastor is far more than that and so I'm just encouraged that some of you have gave last week. I want to give an opportunity for you to give again this week to this man. So just put on your, your giving today, if it's just his name or just Ethiopia or Joe and Cindy Martin is who he's with right now, who's in Africa. And so just put there his name down or anything so we'll know on your check or put it on your envelope for this. So we can go right directly from this fund to him. Praise God. I can't wait for this man to step into that calling. He's already passed his English exam. That he had to pass before he can go on to the next step. He's already passed that and he's very excited about doing it. So let's just be supportive to this. 
How's everybody doing today? Is everybody doing good? Good. I moved everything to my phone now. I'm so excited. I don't know how it's going to go today, but we'll just see. <laughs> I, I get excited about things like this. I know you might not, but I do. I'm a geek, at, 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 and I'm a Jesus freak and computer geek. I'm, I'm both of those things together. Hopefully, the Jesus freak is a lot higher than the computer geek, but we'll see how things go today. I'm encouraged because I know electronics is a wonderful thing to, to relay the gospel, but one into the word. <laughs> Let's go in the word. Proverbs 3, 5. All of you know this. If you don't know this by now, it's one you should memorize. It's one of those words that you, it'll help sustain you. It's Proverbs 3, 5. It says, trust in the Lord with what? Trust in the Lord with? And lean not on your own understanding, but on all your ways. Acknowledge him and he will he shall he will make your path straight some of your translations may be a little bit different but what that means is this you will not hesitate to know where to go you will be confident in every step that you take the word of god is a lamp unto our feet a light unto our path which means every step should be illuminated right if you're in the word if you're not in god's word that step will oh well, i'm not sure you should always be sure in your next step because the word of God is a lamp unto our feet. It is a light unto our path. He's always exposing his next step for your life. He wants that to be that. Don't you think? He wants you to be confused? Absolutely not. He wants you to be anxious? No way. He wants to direct your path. He wants to make it straight. So you can take each step each day and think, I'm confident of what I'm doing because God has laid it out. The steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord, which means every step are ordered. He knew that before you were even born. He put the steps out before you. He's already taken them. He knows the path of peace. He wants to give it to you. You believe that? So my question is this. And he made your path straight. A straight path to what? And that, that's a good question. I mean, it's, it sounds good. And yet, you know, John the Baptist, his straight path was what? Execution at 33. Does this make sense to me? He even sent some of his disciples to look. See if that really is Jesus. I'm a little confused right now. I am in jail, and I'm about to be executed. I'm just send somebody out to make sure this is Jesus. Because he was in that place in his life. He was a little confused. Have you ever been there? Where I'm not sure what's going on. I'm in jail, and I'm the forerunner of Christ, it says in the Word. And that I don't know why I'm here. The next thing you know, he's beheaded. Okay, so his path, his straight path was what? To the guillotine. And that was his life. At 33, it was ended. Not only, that's a little confusing. But that's what the word had for him. So let's go on. What is the straight path? What is the straight path? Well, to me, it talks about going straight to what? His thoughts. His path, his straight path for you are towards his thoughts. Those things he already knew about you. Some of your translations may be a little bit different. Anybody know Jeremiah 29, 11? Everybody knows it's a powerful verse. Your translation may be a little different to this. But I want to I reveal to you in this. What was really saying? His thoughts, his plan for you. It says in Jeremiah 29, 11, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you. It's a plan, but it's thoughts. Isn't it great to know that Christ Jesus thinks about you on a daily basis? Isn't it good that he thought about you before you were born? I don't know about you. That makes me humble. The God Almighty, the one that spoke everything in existence, says, I'm thinking towards you, Mike. I'm thinking towards you, Jill. I'm thinking towards you. I love you. I'm thinking towards you today. I've got a path for you. It's all planned out. And my thoughts are for this. And it goes on and says, thoughts of what? Peace. 
Not only, have you ever felt times where it isn't there? His thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. Then you will, I love this, then you will call upon me and go and pray to me and I will listen to you and you will seek me and what? Find me when you search me with what? All of your heart. Here it comes back again. Trust the Lord with all of your heart. It says here, if you search for me with all of your heart. See, trusting God is being able to be in a place of where you're pliable enough to say, I'm searching after him no matter what I face. It doesn't matter what problems come your way. It doesn't matter how little they are. You can pray for chocolate cake. We got a story to tell you about that. You can pray for chocolate cake. You know what? The next day it's given to you like this. I'm telling you, sometimes Jesus wants to say, I love you. And sometimes the way he does it is when your heart is in a place that you're seeking after him. He said, I don't care what is happening. Chocolate cake's coming tomorrow. You've got to be in a place where you're willing to take a step out and trust him that way. It, does he have all of your heart? That's my question. Does he have it all? Are you seeking him with all your heart? Because if you do, there's a promise for you today. And there's a promise of peace. There's a promise of future and a hope. It's all right there in his word. His word is yes and amen. There's no one to argue that. There's no gate in hell that can prevail against that. His word is his word. All we got to do is step into it. All we got to do is trust it with all of your heart. All of your heart. What does that mean for us? All of our heart. Your straight path is determined by your heart. Your straight path, God promises you, is determined by your own heart. The more of your heart, the more of his plan. That's what the word reveals. So when he has it all, trust the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on anything you've experienced in all of your ways. Acknowledge him in everything. Everything. Acknowledge him and he shall make your path straight. It's a promise. But he can't do that unless he has it all. And some of us walk in just partial partial trust well i don't know lord this is looking awful this isn't looking good i'm having my head beheaded here aren't i john the baptist i'm going to be headed here can you at those moments was he trusting him with all his heart i have to believe so because jesus said this there's no other man greater than john the baptist born of a woman's womb no greater man i have to believe in all those moments even though he sent his disciples out oh lord is am i still in the plan here am i still walking with you or is this my lot is this what you planned for me and as he faced that, i have to believe that john the baptist faced that with faith and integrity knowing that his job at 33 was absolutely complete and i'm telling you god is he wants it all there's no there's no substitution for him none he wants it all the word says this in deuteronomy 30 verse 6 moreover the lord your god will circumcise your heart and in the, the heart of your descendants listen to this this is your boys and girls this is your children to love the lord your god with what all your heart and with all of your soul so that you may live cutting away those things that oppose his promises that distract from his spoken word being lived out in you i'm telling you god has got a plan and i'm I don't want someone to say, well, God's plan, you know, I'm not quite sure of that. I'm not sure his will for my life. Quit saying that. Don't find yourself in the worries of, I don't know if God's going to use me. He wants all of your heart today. 
That's all he asked for. Just give it to me. Seek me with all your heart. It says, then you will find me. In any moment, just a little bit of moments with him. Just a glance, just a second. Give me a, just a minute with him. Don't you understand? With all of your heart. He says, I will be found when you come with me like that. You come to me, you will find me. You will find me. It's all in the name of Jesus. And he says, he will circumcise. He will cut away. He will make your heart pure. We are too busy. He will make it pure by cutting away. It says, the love your Lord God with all of your heart and with all of your soul so that you will live. God's very adamant about who and what he wants from us. Luke 6 says this in 45, a good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth what is good. Stop right there for a moment. Isn't it good to know that if Jesus is doing the work in you and he circumcises in the heart and he's doing these things in your heart, doesn't, isn't it good that good things will come from you? What you'll speak and do will be those things that are pleasing, that are good for those around you. Didn't it say that God circumcises the heart and of your descendants? Because when he does the work in you, it's promised to go to your kids. It's come to go on past you. All you've got to do is search after him, seek him with all of your heart, and the promise will follow. His straight path for your children and for your life will follow that. That's his promise. He didn't say just you. He said you and your descendants. It's a promise. If you search for him with all of your heart. See, often we'll go to Jesus with, with concern and fear. Oh, Lord, you know about my children. You know they're distant right now, and, God, and yet you're not holding to his promise. Is his word his promise? And I'm telling you, go into his throne room with confidence. God, you said if I seek after you, you said if I come up to you and I say, yes, Lord, and I'm here and I'm seeking you, I shall find you. And you circumcise my heart, and I know the things you have me cut away, but because you do, good comes from my mouth. Because right there it says, and a good of the heart, in the heart, if there's good, it comes forth in what you say and do. And your descendants will see it, and they will absorb it, and they will become the plan of God in your life. They will become the honor of what you've been looking for in your children. It's a guarantee. God's word says it. It's yes and amen. Is it not? Come to me like a child. Yes. Luke 1, 37. You guys look this up in your word. Tell me, tell me some of your translations. I love this verse. It's good. But it goes a lot deeper than just the verse that you think you understand. It says in Luke 137, you all know it, for God, with God all things are for those who believe. And look at this. This is, this is the amplified version. And really, in there, there is a word. There is a word inside of that. Nothing is impossible. Not thing. Nothing. You know what thing is? Rhema. Rhema. And this is what's so good about this verse. It says in, in the amplified Bible, look at yours and read it. And tell me that you did not see. This is, this is Jesus talking behind the words. If you're in God's word, he will speak to you. And he will reveal to you things about it. If you break it down and look up words, it will show you and reveal to you. Isn't it awesome? For with God, nothing or nothing, no one thing is ever 
pos- impossible, and no word from God shall be without power or impossible for fulfillment. What that means is when God says, I will, it will come and it will be enough. It will be enough. So what's important is that we bring in his word and we speak it through us. There's nothing that's impossible. You see, at first I thought that was, you know, nothing's impossible with God. You know what that did for me? That took me out of the equation. That means anything that I do, well, must not be God's plan. Because nothing's impossible for him. You see, what it can do to you and I is that we can say, well, you know what? I can become more complacent because nothing's impossible with God, see? And I know that, so I don't see it happening here, so I'll just take a back seat. And you'll find yourself in a back seat when God says, no, what I meant by that is not thing, no thing, meaning my word comes to who? I don't need my word. God doesn't need his word. He's God. He wants his word given to who? His church, you and me. He says, nothing, my word, no rhema will come from me. Now, the rhema and logos, if you look at both of those words, rhema is a freshly spoken word of God. We receive that at times. Have you ever seen that happen where God will speak to you and it's from his word? It's validated by his word, logos. But when you speak it, it's fresh. It's new. It's for you. It's for now. God's word, is that's the rhema word, which means when we are in God, we seek him out. We're in his presence. There's rhema word that will be given to us based on his logos word that we know and we love. And that's what's so good. It says nothing, no rhema word that comes from my mouth to you will ever be impossible to be fulfilled you see what i mean nothing that i say to you right today nothing that comes from me validated by the word of god i've given you nothing that comes your way will be impossible for you to do for you to do that's the difference now we're fully responsible for that verse it's not only just him god nothing's impossible with you i can't wait for you to do it come on lord come on And he says, no, I spoke the word to you. I spoke you the rhema word. Now you work it out. You work it out. Nothing's going to be possible for you to work that out. It's different. I'm thankful for his word. I'm thankful that that word thing is rhema. Because now I understand. It's not thing. I could always say, well, you know, it could be this. It could be that. No, it's his word, which makes his word so much better for me. It makes it so much better for me. I've got to hear it. I've got to have ears to listen. Solomon prayed not for wisdom. He prayed for a listening heart. And God granted him wisdom. So we need listening hearts. We've got to be able to hear it. Thank you, Lord, that when I come to you, I know that you'll hear me. Because when I seek you with all of my heart, I will find you. And when I find Jesus, if Jesus and me are in the same place, believe me, he has lots to say. If any one of us comes in the presence of God any, at any time, I guarantee this, we will fall to the floor and probably be speechless. Wouldn't that be the case? In the presence of God, I can only imagine. I can only imagine. You see, seek him with all of your heart. And you will find him. And then those moments with him, 
He has lots to say. Listen to his rhema word, and whatever he speaks to you, nothing will be impossible for you. That's good news. Thank you, Jesus, for your goodness. Let's go on. The word of God comes to the heart of man, fully capable to fulfill his plan for your life and the lives around you. Do you get that? I don't care what you're facing. I don't care who it is that's in your family. I don't care who it is at workplace. I don't care who it is wherever you walk. When Jesus says it, he has everything behind that word to complete it. Everything. It doesn't require you, but he will use you. It doesn't require your talent. It doesn't require all your good things. And maybe you're just a sweetheart at heart. God doesn't need that. He needs all of your heart open to say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Here I am. Send me. I'm not the man. Paul often says, I'm the least of the apostles. I can't speak like Apollos. I'm not like him. I'm in awe of his words. I'm just Paul. All I speak and preach is Jesus crucified and raised again. And look at what he did. You know, often we say we're just not good. You should say we're not good enough. Because it's all about his word. When he speaks it to you, nothing will be impossible. So be an avenue, be a vessel. The Bible calls us vessels. Be a vessel that God can pour into you his word and he will pour out through you his word. And nothing will stop it. Not one thing, his word says. So the word of God comes to the heart of man or woman fully capable to fulfill his plan. That's why the word's for us. For your life and for the lives around you. And I don't know about you. There's lots to go and do. From the treasures of the heart, the awesome plan of God by his word will be fulfilled. The, if the promises of the word are of God or from God, they're, I'm sorry, if the promises of the word or word of God are not being fulfilled, it is a what? A matter of the heart. And when I see stats that say 19% are skeptical, it's not God's fault. It's not his fault. And when people say, well, that book, only that book is some stories and all those things there are just to help us. It's like for morals. I understand that. But it's not the word of God. Because the word of God are, is not being actively worked out in the church today. I believe that. And more and more we go on. That, that, that If that changes and you all of a sudden see 20% and 30%, whatever it is, on the next few years, it's not God's fault. It's not going, well, God, all things are possible with God. All things are possible with God. So, okay, you can change that stat. And you can come down any time. And if you're praying for the world to end right now, we're in the wrong will. It's not about praying, oh, I can't wait for the rapture. It's all about, what can I do right now? God, here I am, send me. I'm seeking with all my heart. Talk to me so the rhema word comes. And I will work it out. I don't care what I face. And they will see all around me. There's not one person that will know that I am not a man of God, and that I believe in his word. And if his word says I can do this, I can do this. Not because of my own talent or anything that I have done in good, because his word is his word. 
and I will work it out, no matter what I face. But if it says that it will be done, it shall be done. I'm inspired by women. Mother Teresa, they inspire me. Because all of the heart is required to do the work, to change the world, to do what she's done. One woman. How the cha changes could not be done by woman, you know? All that had to be done was what a woman says, here I am. Here's all my heart. I want to help. Send me. Hmm. She did it well, did she not? Oh, she's inspiring. James 1.21. I've got two verses, and I'm going to wrap it up here. And the Lord is good. So get rid of all the filth and evil in your lives. That's called circumcision. And humble, humbly accept the word of God that's planted in your hearts. For it is the power to save your souls. Isn't that awesome? So get rid of all the filth and evil in your lives and humbly accept the word of God. Planted, it's planted in your hearts. For it has the power to save your souls. Circumcision those things. Circumcise it in your life so that the humble heart can bring forth the words of God which has the power to save. Has the power to save. Let's go on to just the next verse. But prove yourselves obedient to God's word and do not be mere hearers of it imposing a delusion upon yourselves. <laughs> that frightens me. People that just hear it and do nothing with it, the power of the word of God, it says that you have deceived yourself, that you have created your own delusion. You have done it, nobody else. You can't blame it on the school. You can't blame it on, you know, the government. You can't blame it on no one else. You have full responsibility. You have deceived yourself. The word deceived or delusion is to reason contrary to truth. In a misleading, erroneous way. To misguide on your path. What is Jeremiah 29, 11? He will make your path straight. You are in complete violation to God. It says in his word. You can mislead and misguide yourself just by not doing his word. That's scary to me. You can say, yes, man, that is a good word. Lord, I hear that. That speaks to me. And if you do nothing as you walk out of this building, it says you have deceived yourself. You have made a delusion of yourself. And it's contrary to the path I've made straight. I have made it straight for you to walk, and every step you take is based on what? The word of God, the lamp unto my feet. Isn't it powerful that God does that? I don't know about you. I'm not going to take that in the negative context. I'm going to take that in the positive context. If I do this, if I do the word, man, the things that are impossible that I thought I could never do, God says you will do. If I said it, you'll do it. And you will not mislead you. You will not misguide yourself. You will not mislead. You will not cause any delusion in your life if you just step out in faith knowing what I said is true. Yes and amen. That to me is inspiring to me. It inspires me. The, an active doer of God's word is not misguided. You are not in conflict with the opposing or opposing the plans of God in the straight path he has thought out for you. You have his plan that will prosper you 
and bring hope and a future to you. That's what I hold on to. That, oh, God's word is so good. All we've got to do is step out and do it.